Well, thanks for joining us today and welcome to Activate Your Health. I'm Josh. And I'm Kayla. And we're back again to discuss all things health here in Allen County. From the fun to the serious, we're going to discuss health-related issues that affect the people that live, learn, work, worship, and play in our county. I hope you're enjoying a beautiful day when you're listening to this. And uh, we want to start off by thanking everybody who came out to our block party at Mercy Health back on September 18th. We had a lot of phenomenal vendors, volunteers, and the community really showed up for a wonderful event. Yeah, it's been great to host these block parties throughout the summer here into the fall. That was our third one. So again, we did have a lot of great vendors. We had a great bike rodeo. We had also a great first responder appreciation event out there that same day. So thank you again to all of our first responders who attended and those who didn't. We do really appreciate all that you do in our county. We do thank Crankers, Team Roadrunners, and Regional Planning for all of their help with the Bike Rodeo, and of course, the Mental Health Recovery Service Board, who did sponsor our first responder appreciation tent and meal on that Saturday. So we were really just thrilled that we were able to have Again, these three block parties, and we do have one final block party in our series coming up, Josh. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, actually scheduled for October 2nd. So depending on when you're listening to this, it may be tomorrow (laughs) if you're hearing this uh, over the airwaves. But if you're listening to the podcast, you may have missed this one. But we thank all of our sponsors, our volunteers and the community for coming out to that block party as well in advance. We also wanna take time, Paramount Advantage has been a really strong partner for Activate Allen County for the last few years. And we wanna thank them and particularly Pam Bunch for lining up our vaccine clinics for our block parties and all the support and partnership that they've provided over the last few years. Uh, We really appreciate all that they've done with us. Yes, they have been great partners. We have so many fantastic community partners, and that is just a testament to the number of organizations and people in this community who really do want to see our community healthier and happier as we move forward. We also have some special guests in the studio today, Josh. This is kind of a special day for us. We have two dietetic interns from Bluffton University. We have a great partnership with Bluffton, and every year students completing their final intern year before becoming a registered dietitian get to spend time with Activate Allen County, get to spend time with Josh and myself and learn about our collaborative and the importance of public health work in the community, especially as it relates to being a registered dietitian. So today we have Joshua and Lucy with us in the studio, and we're going to let them both introduce themselves, tell us where they're from and why they chose to become dietitians. So first we will introduce Joshua. Hi, everybody. My name is Joshua Lisan. I graduated from San Francisco State University, and I am here in Lima, Ohio, pursuing my dietetic internship with Bluffton University, working with Activate Allen County. And the reason why I decided to pursue nutrition as a career is because during my studies in San Francisco, I found a need for a nutrition professional to dedicate themselves and serve the Asian American community and specifically the queer people of color community. And my goal is to be a dietitian and to bring my nutrition knowledge to these communities and raise us up that way. That is great to hear. And as we've kind of spent time talking, I do believe that your plan is to go back to California and complete that work and your passion there, right? Yes, that is correct. But while I'm out here, I'm really enjoying my time and learning a lot working with Activate Allen County has really opened my eyes to what a registered dietitian can do and the different avenues that this profession can get into in terms of serving public health. 
Awesome. That is so great to hear. And we do hope you much success in the future. And we have really enjoyed you being here. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thanks, Joshua. Next, let's introduce the community to Lucy. Lucy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you decided to be a dietitian? I am a graduate of MSU Denver's dietetic program in Colorado. I wanted to become a dietitian just because I am passionate about the prevention of chronic illnesses and diseases. And I think that nutrition is a great tool that we can use to really take charge of our health and prevent the development of chronic diseases. We have talked about the public health realm and that is an interest of yours, correct? Yeah, I'm very interested in public health, which is why I've really enjoyed my time here with Activate, just seeing all of the different programs that you're involved with and the ways that you really get to make an impact in the community. We always like to see our young, talented folks remain local. And I know Joshua seems to be going back to California to do some great work and important work. Are you looking to stay local or what do you hope your next steps in your career will be? I'm not really sure. I think I probably will have to go back to Colorado just to kind of consolidate after the program. But I've really been enjoying my time here in Lima. It's a great place with great people. Yeah, we really do enjoy having our Bluffton interns every year. They always bring new energy and new creative ideas. And they're also super helpful, which Josh and I, of course, very much appreciate. So Joshua and Lucy, thank you so much for joining us over these last couple of weeks and good luck in your careers. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank you, guys. So now it's time to chat with our next guest on the program, Tyler Smith from Mercy Health. Tyler is the director of community health. Tyler, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me. So first off, for our listeners, what is community health? What is your job? Community health is something that's kind of evolved, and I feel like it's gotten a little bit, um, a little bit more traction, uh, especially over the last couple of years. So, you know, when you think about a hospital setting with Mercy, we're so familiar with taking care of the patients, but do we really know how to care for a community, right? When I think of community health, I think of the health of those individuals and the places that they live at. There's a variety of different factors that impact that, such as access to healthcare access to transportation, access to food, housing. Those in a, in a way are kind of what we refer to as the social determinants of health, right? So some of those upstream intervention, those upstream factors, a little bit more complex that in a way are contributing to that individual that we're seeing are in an emergency room with stroke, diabetes, high blood pressure. So when I think of community, I think of it as more of being upstream, connecting with people in place. And we know in the research shows us that where somebody lives has an impact on their health, even if it's a zip code away. We've seen that here in Allen County. And so really my job from the hospital standpoint is we have three counties that we serve. It's kind of our primary service areas. Allen, Auglaize, and Putnam are our primary service areas. So what that means is that over 75% of the patients that are discharged from our hospital reside in one of those counties. So really my role is working alongside you all, the county health departments, really understanding what the needs and the gaps are in the community. And then how can we as a hospital deploy some of our resources, some of our expertise to either help address that in partnership. Maybe we put funding towards some of those needs within the community. And so really I see myself as kind of being the connector, kind of being the forefront of the hospital, kind of overseeing, connecting with nonprofits, local agencies to really develop strategies that have long-term impact. So it sounds like to me, you guys are trying to meet people before they get to the hospital and meet their health needs and make sure that they're a healthy, 
fulfilled person well before you see them at the emergency room. And I assume that can have a lot of cost savings as well. Tell us a little bit about what are the exact programs and initiatives that you're working with in that role that are helping make people a little more healthy before they get to some of those chronic issues and helping work on some of the social determinants of health? The ones that come to mind, top of mind, obviously with your podcast here, some of the ones that we have in collaboration with you all. So the thing with social determinants are it's really hard to see that that immediate impact within a hospital in the immediate term. And so those things need to develop three to five years because they're complex. It's not something that the hospital system can solve by itself. You have to bring in partners who maybe are the experts in a different area. But as a hospital, you know, we're really the anchor institution within our community. And so we have a responsibility to make sure that we're caring for those within our community and that we extend that care within our full four walls. And so that's something that's really new, I think, for a lot of people when they think community health, especially when you think about it in a hospital care setting where some of these ideas that are coming to the forefront of identifying and screening for food insecurity, screening for transportation, housing. How's your housing, right? That's not something that typically that a provider or staff or somebody within a hospital setting would do, but we know that when a patient is presenting, they may have things that are contributing to that condition that are outside of our hospitals, the way that we can impact there within the actual hospital. And so some of the things that come to mind, I would say, are the new program of the Green Prescription that we have in collaboration with you guys and uh, the Westhoff Food Bank, and really being able to screen for food insecurity within the practice, provide them with a, a shelf-stable emergency box of food that they can take to their family, kind of help them, assist them out why they do have that insecurity, but then also providing them a, a voucher and a referral right back to the food bank to get additional produce and other food items. You know, it's something that's just started, obviously, and we're starting to de deploy that and use some of the data that we have access to to identify those practices within these counties that present food insecurity as maybe a, a food desert or maybe they don't have a lot of local food pantries there. And so it's something that just continues to evolve, but that's one that five to 10 years ago, when, as I was kind of coming up to this field, it's something I never thought that a hospital would do. So that's one that comes to mind. There's other ones of, we're currently working with Heartbeat of Lyme around infant maternal health and around um, infant mortality and, and thinking about how can we partner together because we offer a lot of education, birth classes, breastfeeding, lactation classes within the hospital, mom and baby. How can we partner to assist with some of the patients or some of the participants that they see through their program for those underserved mothers that maybe are single moms, right? And don't have the access to some of the essentials like diapers and, and wipes and food and clothing and all that. And so they're doing their own educational classes, kind of addressing all the things that could lead towards preterm births and not healthy outcomes. And so thinking about how we can partner and provide maybe car seats, so just it's, it's constantly kind of thinking outside the box. I think the thing when you're thinking about programs is you have to really understand your resources. You have to understand the partners that you have around you. And the goal really, and what you guys do is so great too, is the goal is not to duplicate the services, but really multiply. And so if we're doing something really well, let's kind of build upon that focus within a particular area and then maybe highlight that and move it to another area. But let's not duplicate. 
five to 10 years ago, the hospitals weren't really working in this type of realm in terms of really doing that community health work. So what do you think has changed and how has the data that we're looking at, I think Mercy and Activate, we kind of are really diving into a lot of community-based data. So how has Mercy taken that data and then developed these plans in terms of community health? Mm-hmm. When I think about it from the hospital, it's you know, a lot of the stuff now it used to be service-based pay. So it's value-based care. So really community health now is really working alongside a lot of the pop health and in our practices. And like I said, we can screen and we can provide then the services in house and kind of, you know, diagnose and provide them treatment and all that. But what are we doing when they're leaving our facilities? You know, there's still a need there that we need to address. And so to Kayla's point, kind of looking at some of the data that we've really done a good job recently of particularly around place, not just looking at the county data, but zip code, census track, and some of those things that may be around socioeconomical indicators such as income, education level, housing, food, some of those things that we know just correlate to poor overall health Mm -hmm. outcomes. And so why can't we address that collectively with a program versus just kind of readmit them within our hospital? It's not proper utilization, it's overutilization. And so we have a lot more of an impact, especially cost-effective wise too, long-term for that. Those things are long, they're hard, they're complex Mm -hmm. because it involves a lot of different partners and a lot of different entities. Well, uh, it sounds like you guys are really taking charge, trying to get to the root of the problem for people's health and trying to identify it well before it becomes something that's out of control and that you need to treat at the hospital and really supporting the holistic health of the citizens. You had mentioned you have a lot of partners that help do that work. What are some of the national partners that you guys have? I know, you know, Mercy Bon Secours is is quite a large organization. Who are some of those big partners you guys have working on some of these large scale issues across the nation? Yeah, great question. So top of mind would be uh, American Heart Association, obviously is a very prominent, they have a prominent presence here in our community with what they do with the Heart Walk, partnering with our service line, Across within you know Mercy Health Lima, but also through Enterprise of Bon Secours Mercy Health. Another one that comes to mind is the American Cancer Society. We do a lot with them. We partner a lot. Our cancer center does and, and team around preventative screenings and make sure that we're focusing on their mission for some of those cancers that we see that have a higher incidence within our own footprint. Some other ones too that maybe you wouldn't necessarily think of would be kind of came to mind of what's our role in community health, right? And so the one uh, group that comes to mind is the health anchor network and so i mentioned earlier we're an anchor institution right and so the health anchor network is is essentially a collection of 60 plus hospital systems across the united states that collectively are coming together to leverage their assets as an anchor institution to really have long-term impact to affect upstream determinants of health so when i think about what we do with mercy health here st rita's I think of that anchor work as kind of being the overarching umbrella to help support a lot of the work that we do through our health needs assessment, our improvement plans, when we're specifically helping to address chronic disease, maternal health and health, mental health and addiction. These are the things that we have access to that can, and these assets that we can help influence economic change specifically, but to really help eliminate a lot of the racial and economic disparities that in turn lead to poor housing, not access to a job, poor education levels, safety, neighborhood, all that. 
obviously, uh, Josh and I and Activate, we know a lot of what you are doing, but how can the community learn more about what you are doing in the community in terms of how Mercy Health is impacting and working in our community here locally? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's the hardest thing to consistently do is you're always doing such good work, but you don't want to saturate it or you don't want to over promote, under promote. So it's always consistently finding that right balance of what stakeholders or community members are you presenting that data to or that information. I think for us is consistently just staying up to date on our Facebook page and some of the, the services. I feel like every weekend we're doing, we're either co-hosting, we're, we're sponsoring some type of event that is lined back to some department or service line within the hospital. And as a hospital and anchor institution, that's our moral obligation to really improve the health of the community. And so I think just consistently staying up to date, we're working internally to about how we can better share that message of what we're doing, what's our community impact, what's some of the community benefit that we're providing for some of those services here within our area that if we weren't providing that, that wouldn't exist and people would have to travel elsewhere. And so watching hometown stations, staying up to date on social media, staying up to date with what you guys are doing because we partner a lot and we share collectively a lot of the things that we do together. Well said, Tyler. I think people know that Mercy Health is very committed to our region. You can see their sponsorships and support from things like 5Ks to Broadway shows to the OHSAA programs and things that they're doing at uh, high school sporting events. Just want to say thanks once again for all the work that you guys are doing and for all your partnership with Activate Allen County. So keep up the good work and uh, thanks for joining us today. Excellent. Thank you, guys. And just like we remind folks every month, if you've been struggling, uh, please call the crisis line at 1-800-567-HOPE. That's 1-800-567-4673 or text 741-741. And now it is time for us to talk about upcoming events in our community. Always a good time to see and hear what all is happening. So coming up in October, we have a lot of things like we have been saying. I think every month we've been saying there's so much to do, which is great to hear. As we enter into fall, Johnny Appleseed is hosting their Walk Through Autumn series Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. And you can refer to their website or social media for locations. We also have Lima's National Night Out that's coming up here very quickly on the 5th. That's at 6 p.m., October 5th, I should say, in the town square, downtown Lima. We also have a lot of corn mazes and outdoor fun activities opening up at places like Suter's Farm, Furry Tail Farms, and a number of other local farms like JK Orchard and Farm, which has their glow nights coming up soon. So we encourage folks to get outside and be active with your families. With the winter coming and COVID still upon us, it's very important that we're getting outside for our physical and behavior health and experiencing all the great amenities that our region has to offer. Finally, there is the Heart Walk. Uh, Tyler had mentioned the American Heart Association, and they are hosting their Heart Walk here locally. That is October 23rd, and that's at Spartan Stadium. So you can follow um, um, their Facebook page or uh, Mercy Health's Facebook page as well for information about that Heart Walk. So if you are interested in that, please uh, look into that. We also have the Allen County Museum. They're riding the rails train excursion is the 24th of October, um, and that's taking place at Lincoln Park. So as always, as Josh said, please find something to do before it gets too cold out to enjoy all the great fall activities, all the great fall colors and sights and smells and things that we love about fall. So please 
feel free to take a look at the community calendar that's located at the Greater Lima Region website as well. So you can always learn more about what's happening in our community there. But until then, we thank you for joining us today. And next month in November, we'll be chatting with Nicole Scott from the Chamber of Commerce. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.